Good morning. Let's try this again. It's great to be with y'all. Our opening scripture will be from Deuteronomy chapter 30 in the church's Bible, page 237. Today is a day that the Lord has made, so we have a baptism today. Abigail Martin, who happens to be my daughter, will be baptized this morning. So after our message and worship, we'll go to the MCM Elegante for a baptism. Um, we have many things to praise the Lord for today and many things to be in prayer for. Um, Kimber Beam has graduated from basic training, so we rejoice because we've been praying for the Lord's presence with her. Uh, we have several who are, um, who are sick and ill. Uh, cold, flu, and COVID um, are rampant and are rampant among many in our church. So we want to pray for several to include Ron and Luann and Bill and Kathy. Um, Ryan and Brooke Beam um, are moving to Houston soon uh, for special attention for Brooke's pregnancy. And so we want to pray for uh, the Lord's um, mercy, the Lord's direction, and for the Lord's strength for them. And uh, we want to welcome Barb and Pam this morning. And they've asked us to, uh, to pray for a fresh start in their lives for, uh, for many things. And so we join you all in what the Lord's doing in your lives. And um, pray that the Lord will allow this congregation to be the Lord's hands and feet to you both. All right. So in Deuteronomy 30, this is one of my favorite books. Uh, Deuteronomy means second law. And the Lord gives his law again to his people Israel. Um, before they cross over into the promised land. And I see the Lord's heart and mercy that although he's been revealing his word to his people again and again, he wants to give them one fresh reminder because he knows what comes when they cross over into the land that he has given them, just as he does each of us. So we'll read together verses 11 through 14. For this is the commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. I believe that for each of us today and every day, the Lord's word, the Lord's purpose, the Lord's desire is very near our hearts that we may align with it and do it. And I pray that we would hear the Lord's word for us today and that we would choose just as the Israelites did and do every day to hear the Lord's word and do it. In Jesus' name, let's pray together. Lord, we declare that you alone are King of kings and Lord of lords, and it's for your purpose, for your sake, and for your desire that we gather together today. We plead for your spirit to be poured out in this place, that you would minister to each one of us, that we would choose to soften our hearts before you, to hear your word, to worship you in spirit and truth, and to be changed for your purpose and for your glory. 
I pray for your servant Deborah as she brings your message this morning, Lord, that you would put your word inside of her and that she would share it with every one of us. I pray that our worship would be a sweet aroma to the heavens and that everything that is said and done in this place today would be for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
darkness we were waiting without hope without light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt from their tombs 
And the angels stood in awe For the souls of all who'd come To the Father are restored And the church of Christ was born Then the Spirit lit the flame Now this gospel true the Lord Shall not kneel and shall not fade And by his blood and in his name In his freedom I am free For the love of Jesus Christ Who has resurrected me Praise the Father Praise the With Max today. Good morning. <laughs> well, this is the day. I agree with everyone that has already made that statement, and um, I couldn't help but get up this morning and think about that place, Abigail, that uh, we used to sing so often. This is the day. This is the day. And I, do you remember that song? <laughs> and how much fun that was to. Um, began to see what God was doing in your life, even as a small child, and how you've grown and, and all that the Lord has poured into you through uh, your family and your friends and your teachers and your church family and your mom and dad, most of all, and how God has um, began to teach you and grow you in the things that he has for you. So... Um, you're not normally in here for our messages, but you may not know this, but Granny's kind of long-winded sometimes. <laughs> 
And uh, what a privilege it is to be called Granny by you and to have this opportunity to share the Word of God with you today. But I'm going to try to keep it kind of simple. How about that? And not too long, because I know you're excited about this, um, this time to come and this place of baptism. But I, I do want us to open our Bibles today and look at some verses. So, Abigail, I'd love for you to, to see the written Word of God and what God has for you today. And uh, so we're going to be on, uh, start with Psalms 139. It's on page 718 in the church's Bible. I love the songs that you picked, and while you're turning there, Abigail, these songs, I thought, oh my goodness, they all proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And I particularly loved the, uh, well, actually, I loved all of them, so it's not a particular, but I loved the, the second one that you chose was Wonders, and that is a song where God is singing to his people. And he wants to be our God. And he, he says, you know, um, he said, I will do wonders among you, and, uh, but if you'll open your heart. And that just touched me so much. I thought, yes, God, he says, I want to be your God. I am your God, and I am faithful, and I am true to do these things. Open your heart. And I thought, it's such the cry of God to cry out to each and every one of us to open our hearts to who he is. So I believe that the Lord helped me to begin this uh, message by looking at some places. And the very first thing I wanted to say to you, Abigail, is I wanted to say God loves you. God loves you. And that he made you and he knows everything about you. And so I want you to look at Psalms 139. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. He knows everything, every word on our tongue. He knows every action that we do. He knows our sitting down and our rising up. God knows us, and he loves us. But God also knew that before the foundation of the earth, before he even created man, he knew that mankind would fall away from his ways and that we would uh, find ourselves in sin and that we would not walk in holiness. We would not walk in his ways, but we would walk in our own ways. And that is certainly not his desire, but it, he knew it would be true. And so I want you to look at Romans 3. It's on page 1296. <clears throat> Let's see, 1296, there we go. Romans 3, verse 23. It, and Paul is writing the book 
of Romans here, and he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so he's telling us, Paul is reminding us of this very thing, that God loves his people, and he loves his creation. He loves mankind, but he knew that all would sin. And that includes you, Abigail, and it includes me, that all of us would sin and fall short of the glory that God deserves. And then I, I wanted to look at Romans 2. So one page back, Romans 2, verse 12. And I want you to know and remember this, Abigail, that because of our sin, because of our choices to not walk in God's ways, we deserve punishment. You're probably very familiar that mom and dad have laws of the house, rules of the house, don't they? <laughs> yes, yes. And when you don't follow their rules, there's a punishment, right? Well, God's rules are the same way, that there are rules that God has for us. And if we walk in them, that we find that we're blessed. But when we don't walk in his ways, then there's a punishment. And so Romans 2.12 shows us that very thing. It says, for as many as have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. He's saying, whether you're under the law or not under the law, you have walked away from God's ways. He's talking in a place to help us to understand that all who sin will perish under the punishment. And perish means that we have a penalty of death, that we would spiritually die, and that we physically die because of sin. All right, the next verse I want us to look at is uh, John 3, 16. It's on page 12, Page 1223, John 3, 16. This is a verse that we're so familiar. So because of the things we've just talked about, that God in his great mercy before the foundation of the earth, it, and, and uh, it tells us in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so uh, John is telling us that God understood that he would love mankind, his creation of mankind, but man would sin and man would be under the punishment of death. But God loved the world and his creation and mankind so much that he created a plan for us whereby that it says that whoever believes and that place of believing in him is a place that doesn't just mean I know who he is, but it means that it causes you to believe in him in such a deep way that your life is changed because of your belief. It requires that your whole life change. 
So I want you to see this again. For God so loved, because of his great love, he created this plan, the world, that he gave his only son, he gave Jesus to be the punishment for us. That whoever believes in him should not perish under the punishment, Abigail, that we're not uh, going to receive that punishment because Jesus took that punishment for us and that we would have everlasting life. The next scripture I want you to look at is Acts 3. It's on page 1255. Verse 19. <clears throat> so to become one who truly believes. Acts 3, verse 19. So to be, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to be one who truly believes in a way that it changes your life? What does that mean? And sometimes this gets misunderstood and we just think because we just declare that we believe that that's enough. But that is not what the Bible teaches. And so he, uh, in Acts, it tells us very clearly right here in verse 19, it says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So this is kind of a hard scripture to understand. So I want you to help, I want to help you understand it a little bit. So the word repent, and you may have heard your mom and dad talk about that word repent from time to time, haven't you? And so repent does mean to say I'm sorry. And so when we find ourselves in sin against God, it does mean to start with the place of being sorrowful in your heart. But the Bible tells us that it's a godly sorrow that drives us to true repentance. And this sorrow of true repentance means we turn away from the things that we were doing. We no longer want to walk in the ways that we were doing and our choices, but we only want to walk in his ways. So repentance truly means to turn away. So when you find yourself in sin, when you find yourself doing something wrong from God, it means not only to be sorry, but because of that sorry, that it would drive you to turn away from it and go, I will have nothing to do with that sin anymore, but rather I want to walk into the fullness that God has for me. And so the scripture is telling us to repent but then it also says this word converted, which is not a very good translation for this word. This word really means to turn back to God. If you really look this word up, it means to repent and not only go away from the sin, but to turn towards God. So it's not enough to just stop the sin, but you've got to stop the sin by turning away from the sin, but turning towards God. It's so important because I think this gets lost oftentimes as we teach, that it's just enough to not do the wrong things. And what happens in that place is that we begin to think that our goodness is enough. 
because we're not doing the bad things. Do you see what I'm saying? But that's not enough. The Bible tells us, no, that you've got to turn away from your sin and to turn towards God that your sins might be blotted out. The next scripture I want you to look at in the last scripture is on page 1254, and it's Acts 2. So it's just right across the page there, Acts 2.38. And so as you've worked through these places, Abigail, and I believe that you have worked through these places because we've talked about it, and I believe you have uh, grown through these understandings because of those teaching you and and helping you to understand God's word, then this Acts 2.38 comes right here. And Peter says to them, repent, And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I want to help you to understand what this is talking about right here. Because baptism is not a place that saves you. So water baptism is not a place that saves you. Rather, it's a picture. It's an understanding. It's a statement to the world. It's an expression that you have made these decisions in your heart, that you knew that you did sin and that you have repented of those sins and that you want to be immersed in the name of Jesus. So what does immersed mean? That's kind of a big word. And we use that word baptized, but it really means to be immersed, okay? And so God told me about this and showed me this example many years ago, and I want to share it with you, and I pray you will always remember that it is such a picture of what happens when we are truly saved, when we have truly given our life to Jesus and surrendered to him. And so this place, and, and Peter is saying to him, he's saying, repent and be baptized, be immersed in the name of who Jesus is. So he is uh, agreeing with water baptism because it's a picture, but he's saying it's so much more than that. You've got to be immersed in who Jesus is. So immersed is a great understanding. And, and so we're going to look at this bowl of water And uh, Jesus is going to be represented by the water here, okay? And you're going to be represented by this sponge. And you're just kind of hard, and you don't have much purpose like this. In fact, if you try to use a sponge that's just been brought out of the package, they're not very good. They're hard, and and they don't have much value. But when you take the sponge and take you and you immerse it all the way down, all the way down into the water, then it takes on the properties of the water. In other words, the water fills up the sponge. And so when you come out of the water, then you take on the properties of Jesus. That's the picture and the understanding of being baptized. 
of being immersed. So Peter is really saying to these people in Acts, he's saying first thing is you have to repent of your sins and then you have to be immersed in Jesus. And what that means is, is that in your heart you make a decision, decision that you don't want to live your life anymore. You want to live the life that Jesus has for you. Paul says, I no longer live, but Christ who lives in me. And Jesus will pour out of you in every action, in every word, in everything that you do. So it's a picture of water baptism. So when we go over to uh, the MCM Elegante to be baptized, and you walk down into the water, and then at that point, we will, I, I will say to you, I will say, I baptize you in the name of Jesus the Christ. And at that point, you will go down under the water. It's a picture of that you're dying to yourself, that you no longer want to do your things, but that you want to be raised up, that you're burying all of your uh, ways under the water. In him, you're burying them in his death to be raised up to walk in newness of life, in a new way of living. So you will be raised up that Jesus will flow out of you as living water. And the scripture says in that place, the Holy Spirit, it's a gift. The Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And it's a gift that Jesus gives us when we come to that place and are immersed in him. Now, there are some people, that, and, and I was one of them, Abigail, when I was a little bit older than you, I was baptized, but I didn't really understand baptism, and it didn't change my life, and I wasn't immersed in Jesus, and it didn't mean a thing. But many years later, at 52, God showed me the truth about understanding being immersed in him and the true picture that is in water baptism. So it's not water baptism that saves you. It's being immersed into the name of who Jesus is, immersed into who he is. But the picture of baptism represents to the world and to all the people that will stand there and watch you today that you are declaring that you choose to be immersed in him. All right, let's read one last scripture. I know I told you that, but I always like to have one more. And so let's look at Romans 6. It's on page 1298. Romans 6, verse 4. And this, this is the scripture on baptism that explains kind of and ties it all together, what we've been talking about. It says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. So, Abigail, we talked a little bit. Normally, we give let the person who's being baptized uh, speak over at the embassy, but it's kind of hard to hear in there. And so I feel like that this is a place that you can come up now and we'll talk just a little bit about your testimony. Can you do that and share with everyone?
Okay, I think you can talk in this mic. Hello? And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got your mic on. <laughs> so that's good. Okay, well, I want you to remember back a, a few weeks ago when you first came and you told me you wanted to be baptized. And I remember the very first thing I said to you. I said, why do you want to be baptized? Do you remember what you said? Because I want the Lord to spiritually talk through me and spiritually tell me what's right and wrong. Yes. I just was so touched by that. That's exactly what she said. She said, I want the Lord to talk to me. And I want to know what's spiritually right and wrong. And so the other things that I, we talked about that day is I said, well, Abigail, do you believe you have a sinful nature? Do you believe you do things that are sin? Yes. And because of this sin, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross and took the punishment for our sins? I do. Do you believe he is the son of God? Yes. Yes. And that Jesus came to earth and lived a sinless life. He never did anything wrong. Do you believe that? Yes. Yes. And he was born of a virgin and that uh, he died on the cross for our, for our sins. Let me see. Abigail, do you understand today that this decision that you've already made in your heart and that the Holy Spirit has already come into your heart to guide you and to help you, but it is a choice that you'll have to make to listen to him and to walk with him all the days of your life? Yes. And you, and you would like to do that? Yes. And call him Lord, which means master and savior of your life. Yes. Awesome. Are you excited about this place of baptism? Yes, I've been waiting for it forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how excited that she has been. I think her mom and dad can testify to that, that she has just been so excited for this place. But what she is excited about is this new walk with Jesus. I, I pray that we could all be refreshed and, um, and, and rebirthed in these places in the excitement that she has in committing to the fullness that she has. Um, so I want to pray for Abigail, and then we'll all go over to the MCM Elegante, and in that place, um, we'll have the baptism, and then we'll have lunch after that, okay? <laughs> yes, at Roses. That's awesome. <laughs> Jesus, I think, loves roses, huh? <laughs> so, Father God, we just come rejoicing today as um, parents and uh, grandmothers and uh, grandmears and uh, aunts and cousins and um, Father, as spiritual leaders in this church, that Father God, that we could come and celebrate what Abigail has chosen today to do. And uh, Father, her commitment to you to be immersed in you, in you, Lord. I pray that not only 
will this be a place of new beginning, Father, but I pray that it would be a place that would continue to draw her deeper and deeper into the fullness that you have for her, Father, that she would be immersed in you, Lord God, and she would be immersed in you, Lord Jesus, and she would be immersed in the Holy Spirit, that, Father, she would recognize that you are three yet one, and that, Father, as she finds herself swimming deeper and deeper and walking deeper and deeper into the river that father she just can truly rest in all that you have for her and trust you fully for her entire life father i pray that you would touch her today even more that father than she's even been touched right now father i pray that you would pour out on her a new um a new um <laughs> a, a new power, Father God, a power that she doesn't recognize yet, Father, but that I know that, Father, you've been doing in her life since the moment you touched her in her mama's womb, and that, Father God, you have a purpose for this child, and, Father, our church is rejoicing in that we have seen the mighty things that you've done, the miracle of bringing her into this created life, but, Father, the miracle of this new creation that you are working out and that our church is so privileged, Father God, to walk along what you're doing in this child's life to see all that you have in store. So, Father, we pray as a church that we would be committed to encourage her and to continue to teach her and to lead her into your truths, Father God, and support her as she walks fully in the commitment that she has made. Father, we love you and we praise you in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's go be baptized. Thank you. If you'll join me at the glass where the pool is, then we'll all walk in together. Thank you.